so we are back and there's a lot of talk about max obviously looked the best but i want to start off by saying make sure you guys all go to title league podcast and hit subscribe or follow because we will be migrating all our podcasts there over the next couple months we will be uploading to lift and coast for the next three to four months and eventually it will all go there but shout out to anybody that listens to us it feels good to be back in the studio right after qualifying kurt I have to put this out there to you. There's a lot of storylines. We're going to talk about your Mercedes. We're going to talk about Ferrari. But the one thing I really want to talk about is Ferrari continues to make mistakes. Why put Charles on a fresh pair of softs? Yeah, that shit was hilarious, bro. Like, nobody's going to talk about that. You know that, right? Like, you know, it was in broadcast. We always hear about it. But nobody's going to go back and talk about it as one of their mistakes, quote unquote. But it's still a stupid mistake. Having I mean, the broadcast sauce. called it out. They said, why are they still making these mistakes? And I, like Charles knew right away. No, I hear you that they called it out, but we're not going to talk about it in two weeks. But like That's these it. are small comp- compounding mistakes that I keep asking myself is like, why does Ferrari continue to have such a bad pit wall? There's only one person you can blame. Benato. It stems I'm from leadership. I, I, he needs, it's leadership, He needs to make bro. changes. He needs to make changes. And if he can't make changes, then the He's team needs to, to change things. him. Yeah. And so, that's like, you know it, running businesses, being a coach, being a GM, it, every single team in the world, it stems from the top. No, I'm 100% on agreement with you. I'm, I'm not against that whatsoever. But I'm giving him this year as a pass because this team has never competed for a championship. Next year is the real judgment year. I get the fact that everybody knows their competitive car, but in any single professional sports I've ever watched, teams that start competing for championships will have championship lumps and they will have their issues. So it's just, I think it's tough to say that in this regard of like, the Lakers don't get a bye because they missed the playoffs last year. Like if you are historically great, it's just like, I, I have such a short, leash on mistakes but they haven't been great for a while that's the thing is like the last but there's still a team that has more resources more everything but you also understand that having more resources doesn't mean you have the best talent right but then making mistakes because your personnel is not synced i don't know if it's about synced i just think that i think charles's engineer is just bad like that's what i think it's just just, again we're speculating because we're not there but when you see these mistakes that are are small mistakes that add up, it starts to make sense why the team is where they're at. Yeah. I, we won't harp on Ferrari too much. I didn't want to highlight Signs that. Signs also, like, you know, uh, the broadcast said it, right? And I, they didn't say it about Signs. They said it about Leclerc. When you go out there, it mentally weighs on you because your team's making these mistakes. And then, like, Signs, you know, they try to get Charles back out there to tow him, and then he ends up screwing up the lap as well. Like, the whole team is just not confident or comfortable. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that statement. Um, we won't harp on Ferrari too much. I mean, they did get pole. We won't harp yeah, on their mistakes. Carlos got pole. So. Carlos got, I mean, it's a situational pole. You called it. I was, I thought Ferrari was a better car. I'll take my L. Max, you know, we had the conversation yesterday, but Max put that car on rails. He was almost a full second faster than Checo. Every single, from the time we arrived in Belgium, from free practice one, like, there's no one in Max's class. And the lap today, like, I didn't think 143 was possible. 
Yeah, but so I want to throw this out to you, right? Before we make any proclamations is, you know, Red Bull's typically had a decent qualifying pace all year where Ferrari's, you know, Ferrari's had good qualifying as well, but their tire deck has been very high on Red Bull. Do you think that this, you know, success will completely translate over to tomorrow or do you think it's going to be like, oh, you know what, it's still going to be competitive? Because the way it looks right now is that it won't be a competitive race. As soon as Max gets his way into the top five, he's going to blow through everybody. I don't think it's, yeah, I, listen, as long as Max can get out of really turn one without any incident, there's no reason why he shouldn't win this race. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, listen, you still have to, you still have to race with Charles, which is going to cook your tires. Charles is going to be behind him. Yeah, but you still got to race with him. Like, my point is like, you know, when you're in a DRS train, Kurt, <laughs> it's not a fun time to be, right? Like, when you're stuck behind Lance Stroll and Yuki Sano or Pierre Gasly in a DRS train and Charles is right on your tail because he's on DRS train with you, it's not as easy as we say, right? For Staffen's lap time, and again, it's qualifying pace, but almost like a full seven, eight tenths ahead of Ferrari, bro. Yeah. I, no, no. I mean, I want to say, like, I think if Charles was actually competing, I think Charles would be closer. We all know Carlos is not a good qualifier. He's never been like Charles. Charles is the one that's won. This is Carlos's, I'm not even call it a poll because Max won poll. Yeah, but, uh, Carlos Max will poll. get awarded the poll, yes. right? But this is only Carlos's first, uh, second start on P1 on the grid on Sunday. Like, let's keep it 100. All the other starts are from Charles. So, yeah, no. like, if Charles is actually going for it, Carlos I don't know. Carlos is uh, second pole ever, and it's not even a situational pole. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to talk about Checo. Looked really good up until, I want to say, Q3. Yeah, he looked strong up until Q3. Uh, I also have a feeling, like, I think mentally Checo is not happy because so? of how the team handled, you know, as... The first half of the season, I think the the boiling point was up until Monaco, he's on this high, signs the extension, and then it kind of comes out Max's dad's comments and the team. I feel like he doesn't feel that he's getting an equal chance. Yeah, I mean, and I, he's not he's not better we're than not Max. Therapists. We're not therapists. Max bro. is way better. But yeah, but I think you're just. I think, I think you're drawn for Charles, and I'm going to tell you why, right? He's a professional athlete. It's F1. There's only 20 in the world. He receives so much criticism. So you think Max's dad saying something is going to bug him that much? But on the flip side, too, like, how much are you attributing just to car development? Yeah, like, the car is obviously developed for Max. Yeah, pretty, like, we talk obvious. about how Max likes a car in the nose, right? And obviously, the, this year's regulations make that hard to put a car in the nose. But obviously, Red Bull is going to go towards that. And, you know, no driver likes, well, very few drivers like the car on the nose. Because, you know, when your rears are unstable, it's easier to turn. But it is more unstable. So, I don't know. I, that's what I chalk it up to. But you think that Checo generally is unhappy and he, he's having a mental block. I think that it's a small part. But here's the thing, too, though. Wouldn't you be more worried if he was close to Max? Because, like, we, we, we talk about Lando versus Danny. Isn't it the same could be said for Max versus Checo? My whole thing is, like, he lost the signs. That's, that's where I'm coming from. Like, I, I expect him to lose to Max by half yeah. a second to a little bit. Like, not maybe not half a second, but, like, at least two tenths to three, four tenths, right? So, 
that that was where my thoughts were is losing to Carlos like clearly the Red Bull is a better car on this track in my opinion it is now like after after watching it yeah so, I mean it is Perez's I th- I would say after Monaco like it's kind of just been downhill for him not that it's downhill he's still second in the drivers championship but it he feels like he's DNFs. dejected he's had a couple of DNFs hasn't been a great year for him. You want to talk about Max at all, or you know Max gets no, his like flowers? Max, like. Max put in an incredible lap. I mean, there's no one. Not only did he get into the 143s, like he was well ahead of like the high 143s. No, for sure. I will say, you know, I'm kind of just I'm there. I'm watching it. I was doing some work while it, so I wasn't 100 locked in. But all I see is Max Verstappen, purple sector, purple sector, fastest lap, fastest lap, purple sector, purple sector. Fastest lap. Literally not a single lap he did was never the fastest lap. Yeah, and he was honestly like didn't even look phased. It was just I don't even think he was pushing it that hard. Yeah. I yeah. That I, I don't hate that statement because it didn't feel like he was. But and at the end he said, Yeah, he he said in his post quality, like, you know, car felt great and there's more out there. Like he wasn't even pushing it to the limit. And this is his circuit too. Like I said yesterday, yeah, this is this is a Belgium circuit. He was born here. Actually, he's Dutch, but he has no. He is born in Belgium, but he has Dutch roots in him. So we want to get into obviously. I I know you're probably eager to vent or talk about it. You said the upgrades would make them really close. It looked like it's the opposite so far. But what are your kind of first thoughts, initial thoughts on? Well, silver arrows. I, I kind of, after practice yesterday, I kind of dived into both George and Lewis's comments. And I sent you like, George said, you know, you get into the right window. There's a huge amount of performance error. But then Lewis was like, maybe it's not the tires. Maybe the wing's not the right height. Or like Lewis said, it was going to be a long night working with the engineers because he doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So both drivers have different messages. Um, but they look terrible. They're slow. There's other drivers out there that are faster than them. I don't like. Ah, it was disappointing. So here, here's my first initial thoughts, and we can get into it. So they brought a bunch of upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, where I would kind of see is, you know, last time they brought major upgrades, they looked slow that race too. I think. It takes some time to tweak and figure out and see how exactly how they, you can optimize those car, that, the upgrades. We also understand the Mercedes car, they literally said, we'll make one small adjustment and it's not even the same car anymore. I think that car is so sensitive. I feel like- Super it, sensitive. It, it is so like on the edge where the new upgrades, they haven't figured them out yet. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that Did aspect. Did you listen to Lewis's comment with Bono after he crossed the line? No, I didn't at all. I was- so multiple things. obviously Lewis will be starting on the second row, but um, he was P7. So Bono said, Lewis, that's P7. And Lewis said, gap to Verstappen. Bono said 1.8 seconds. And Lewis said 1.8 seconds? Like, because that's fucking crazy. And Lewis was just like completely, like his tone was like, oh my goodness, like, we yeah. got no chance. I mean, you said that it was a tire window while we were texting. I'm like, I don't think it's a tire window. Tires might give you like 0.5 or one second, but like it was a two second gap. But to, to hear Lewis, you got to just listen to it because this is a guy that obviously we all know who he is. And in Formula One, 
call it two seconds. Like that is that's that is eternity. like snail to like rock. That's an eternity in Formula One. It's so, not like yeah, it's a lot of time. Very sad. Yeah, I think from my perspective, they got a lot of work to do. Um, to at least figure out the upgrades. But, you know, they've always come out very strong on race day. So, you know, their car may be optimized for race day. They've always been a weak qualifying team for this the 2022 season. So you can't panic. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Lewis has had these great starts. He's had great starts. But I did text you as well. If they're having that much trouble firing up their tires. They're going to struggle. But tomorrow's supposed to be hot. Hey, we'll say that. At the, at the same time, they still have so much... They have so much trouble firing up the temperature within the body of the tires, not the surface level. So I'm very concerned of, you know, George cooked his tires early, right? You need to not cook your tires. So you know, you track to temperature today was 15 degrees. Yeah, it was cold. Like that is a, a massive disadvantage for them. Yeah, for sure. But my whole point is that regardless is that they always take more time to warm up their tires and they're going to lose spots at the beginning for that if, you know, things are true because of all the elevation. So you need to make sure your tires in the right window so you don't cook them too early. That's kind of where my head's at tomorrow. I still expect one of them to at least finish in the top five, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen tomorrow. Like, that's how I feel. I think Lando had a great, showed some great uh, spurts today. It looked like um, Lando as an individual and both Alpine drivers, Alpine, were faster than the Mercedes. Yeah. I think I think that's a fair statement. I also like we we got to jump into Danny, but it was very interesting to see like all these toes, and I don't think a single toe actually worked Works. out really well for anybody. It didn't work. Like, it worked for Danny Rick, but he still didn't make it into Q three. Yeah, like man, Danny had the video on his personal IG. Then I'm not sure if you saw, but I saw the Formula with, One posted. Yeah, they did the whole interview. Um. We've heard drivers come to his aid. We've heard Lando say he has no sympathy for him. I don't have any sympathy um, for Danny Ricardo either. I don't either. know what's going to happen for Danny because now that you start hearing Gasly potentially to Alpine and, you know, uh, the American driver from IndyCar, is it Herta? Colton Herta, yeah. Yeah, him coming over to AlphaTauri. I really don't think we're going to see Mick Schumacher out of Formula One. So I don't know where Danny Rick goes. He did say lots of teams have called. So, and I don't know what that means. Lots of teams. So my whole point behind the whole Danny thing is he's still a good driver. Like, you know, call it what it is. I've said it a million times on this podcast. If you're not comfortable in your car and it's not your driving style, you're going to be behind by a second. A second is not a big thing in, a lot of, in, in the grand scheme of the world. Like, yeah. You got to think about it. Like, if it is not your driving style, being down by half a second is a big gap in Formula One, but when you think of it, it's I don't not know if it big. was Jensen Button or Tom Clark or whoever it was, but they're just like, at the end of the day, when you look at the driver market, how many drivers out there are better than Danny Rick? That's what I always say is who is better than Danny Rick? So, and Colton Herta, yes, you guys want to take a chance on him? Sure, go ahead. But he's not better than Danny Rick. Yeah, you can't, you the experience, the time, like... He's a race winner. You hear about the best drivers in the world, Max Verstappen. What of an adjustment period it was going to F1. F1 is the creme of the crop. Like, you don't understand tire management. You heard a former F1 driver that came back said his neck was sore for like seven races in a row. 
and Kevin Magnuson. Yeah, so it's, it's like, what do you guys expect from Colton Herta? But you know what the red lining is, though, right? Or the silver lining is they've given up on Gasly. He's hit about, he's about 26. He's they've not given young up anymore. I, I'll tell you that Marco Helmet has never, ever liked him. Public, oh, okay. I don't know about that, but I don't feel like Marco's really ever publicly supported Gasly. That's from, what I'm saying. Like, opinion. it just feels that Red Bull has never, it's like, why did you ever even have him? You've never supported him. They've I just, wouldn't say never, but I don't feel like they've done it like quite well. It hasn't felt right from day one. Um, it'll be very interesting. I want, I want Gasly completely away from Red Bull. Yeah. You know, that'll be interesting to see. I think Gasly would be great at McLaren, but yo, Colton Herta is an American-born driver. You know that, right? He is. But he goes by his Brazilian heritage. So technically, he wouldn't be racing under the American flag. Very interesting. Um, both principals were interviewed from Alpines and from McLaren. Man, this Oscar thing is getting messy. It's going to court on Monday. Yeah, I told you it was going to go to court. And Oscar's going to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. No, it, I don't know if there's a lose. You can also just pay fees, right? Well, um, so Alpine, I'm, not thinking, I'm not thinking of Colton. Yeah, Otmar said that it's, not, it's looking really good for Alpine. And not, I, they're not going to take him back, but they're going to win. And they're, they're going to get money back. Hopefully. I, I'll say this. Um, it's not Colton Herta that's Brazilian. That's Pato. That's my bad. That's Pato Ward. But, I mean, it's an interesting situation. You know... We don't know what happened, but the f- from Otmar's mouth is that he said thank you and smiled for his F1 contract when they announced it. And then he went back to McLaren, I think. That's kind of the drama line. Yeah. And obviously, I've heard, I talked about the other principal of Trav, kind of read a little bit about it. It's not a good look. Uh, at the end of the day, this is an individual, though, that has won as a rookie at F3, F2. Like he is a generational talent, but yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't call him generational for that, but they do say he's generational. Like, is Mick generational? Did Mick win as a rookie? I'm not sure. I don't think no, so. No, it took him two years yeah. to win each. So, you know, he's got, you know, he's got some of the makings to be great, but it's definitely not how you want to start your F1 career. But yeah. irrespective, every great star has had their controversy. Yeah. I want to throw this out to you because, you know, we didn't talk about it much and I was obviously wrong. I was thinking about the wrong guy, but... Are you excited for Herta to be the first American driver on the grid, like full time? In a, I think forever or in a long, long time. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's needed, and I think that um, you know we also look. Let's just uh, some straight hypothetical here. We've got U.S. ownership. Who knows? Maybe there's a Liberty Alpine? Media is willing to. No, I'm just talking oh, like Alphatory, the, the sport yeah, is yeah. owned by. Americans. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. Liberty Media is uh, under the table saying we'll throw some some extra cash flow if there's an American driver signed. That's crazy talk. It's crazy talk, but in a sport where crazy things happen, you just never know. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Spa. How did you actually feel now that we're back in action? I loved it, man. Like I, I love today's qualifying. Honestly. The quality today was quite boring, to be honest. I would say it was boring. It was just a shit show. There's like, this guy's not qualifying, this guy, and it's I don't, I think the issue was, it was, I guess it was boring because you didn't feel like you were getting Max's all. You didn't feel like you were getting Charles' You know when all. we get to, you know, Q3 and it's like, oh, and you you got Crofty going buck, like, oh my God, one for, and the hive is building and everyone's crossing, like, it didn't have that today. And the issue too, on top of that is that, you know, there's no, it was just so many different factors. And I was, I forgot Ocon took a penalty 
but he was fast. Like he yeah, was he was fast. fast. But so Joe now's taking a penalty. Like I think that's eight drivers now. It's a and apparently AlphaTauri might take penalties too at the eleventh hour to help Red Bull. Yeah, like it's actually ridiculous. I'd, so you know, I mean, who's really helping? You're talking about Pierre Gasly. They're saying that you Pierre Gasly might take the penalty now. To so help. move Max up one. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do that, why not just ask Gasly to move out the way? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really stupid, right? Like, don't take the penalty because of that. You can just ask Gasly to move. But it's very in interesting to think of, like, you know, when you're watching qualifies, usually everybody's all out. But because almost half the grid was is taking a penalty, it's like, oh, well, Lando Norris doesn't have to give us his best and see if he can split the two Mercedes. And, you know, he's towing with Danny Ricardo. And then you had, like, obviously Ocon wasn't... You didn't hear about Ocon trying hard. And it's just, like, it was kind of... It's kind of, like, the worst qualifying you could have coming back to the year it was kind of Very, bad. yeah i agree with that what i love though was just watching the track and like going up park firm whatever you know the i don't even know how to say it eau de rouge eau de rouge or whatever yeah up it was the hill cool, down the, the hill watching all the crowd was packed like you got yeah. you got grandstands packed you got woods packed like people are in the woods oh it was packed i think that was beautiful to over three hundred thousand like, people and you know what we're gonna get a race tomorrow knock on wood yeah it's gonna be fun and i think you look at this right Max Carlos won the last one, two. Sergio two. You've got um, Alonso three, Hamilton four. Like and George is fifth, right? George is fifth. Albon is sixth. Danny Rick is seventh. Like shout out to Albon, by the way. We oh, gotta have this conversation, by the way. To, shout out to Alex Albon. Is man. Albon that? Is Albon like I've said? I don't think Albon's that good. When but he threw that purple sector one in Q three, I mean it. It ended up or in Q two, I think I was like, holy shit. Yeah, but the, I want to go back to the point is like, you know, Williams obviously had George last year. And George is a superstar in Williams that needs to be taken out of somewhere. Is Williams like a career resurrector? Yeah. Or like, is, is it like a place that knows how to develop young drivers? Listen, because just put this out there. This is Albon's highest start, like tied for his highest start. And that was done in a Red Bull. And now he's doing it in a Williams. Who would have thought that he yeah, would but get... that's also because of all the penalties. Like, let's keep it 100. For sure, let's keep it 100. But the, my point is, he still got into Q3. But you can't compare the two. He got into Q3, but I'm talking about the sixth place. I'm yeah, going to yeah, give yeah. him his flowers for, for getting out of Q2 and getting into Q3. Is, he's doing it sixth, in a Williams, and it continues to show that Latifi is just bad. Latifi's bad. I want to say this, though. It's like, is Albon that good? And you know I've never been a big fan of him. I've always been like, ah, he's overrated, this, that. It's like... Do we think he's actually on the level of a George potentially, or no. just right? I think um, I don't think he has world championship driver. So let me ask you this though: I, I want to actually like I, I'm I'm gonna make myself sound like an idiot for for my past comments, but he started in Red Bull. He drove one year, not even. No, he drove half a year and he got another full year. Yeah, right. So I want to throw this out to you, right? Um, is it potentially that he just never got enough time? Bro, because we, if we've you only talked about this so many times, like Red Bull pulled the plug on Gasly. No, they no, pulled I, I the know. plug on Albon. So but but that's what I'm trying to say to you is like how can you write him off as not this really talented driver because he had to drive in Max or Sappin's car? Like I want I want to be consistent. It's gonna make me look like an idiot on our past podcast. I'm like, I don't think Albon's that good. But you know, George has had three years to develop in Williams. Right? Yeah. Albon had a year and a half in a car that's unstable in the rear when, yeah, when it comes up the corner. Yeah, and he had to deal with the pressure of being in that car. Like, so it's like, 
you know, he didn't spend four years at Red Bull and get the time to develop. So we could all be wrong, right? Like, I just, I, I really wanted to put that on wax is that, you know, the jury's still out for Albon. I think I'm going to open up my mind again to Albon because what is there, like two uh, second and a half versus Latifi's time? Yeah, he's he's destroyed Latifi. The thing, though, with Albon, though, is it's not like he's extremely young. He's 26, man. Yeah, but no one's saying that he's going to be a world championship level driver. But I'm saying I said I didn't think he was good. I thought he was an average driver. But I'm ready to move him in, like, if he continues doing this to the Danny Rick, Valtteri Bottas stratosphere. Not the Kevin Magnussen, you know, Nico Hulkenberg stratosphere. Because those guys are solid drivers. But, you know, you don't think they're good. Yeah. Because there's levels, right? Like, we have our Maxes, our Lewises, where we think Charles, George, and Lando. Um, Lando are. And then you have, like, your other tier, which is Danny, Valtteri. Yeah, you've got this kind of... Uh, there's... I would say there is potentially four tiers. Does Pierre, like, kind of sit right between, like, that championship-esque and, like, good? Or do you have them in good? No, Pierre Gassi is in the mid-tier. So you have him with the Valtteri Bottas Danny Ricardo? Yeah, because... He, it's not like he's getting any younger. I we did just say like yeah, if we, he's never had a chance at Red Bull, but there's he has never really shown like greatness in flashes. I mean, his last whole his whole year last year was a lot of flashes. It was consistent. It was really good. So where is is he at the top of that mid tier? Yeah, you? he's he's at the top of it, and um, but no, 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 can he be? Because you've got Alonso and. But Alonso's not in Alonso's in the Lewis tier. He's just older. Okay, okay. Because like, Alonso did say that Aston Martin will be getting the best Fernando Alonso ever. But here's my point, though. Like ever. But 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 let's throw though. He belongs in Lewis tier, not at this stage in his career. But yeah. I'm talking about like where you rank him in terms of drivers. Like yeah, he's a little older, but I'm never gonna call him a mid driver. He's a two time world champion. Yeah, he he's two time world champ. Like you can't ever say he's he, mid. He, he's he's and he went back legendary. to back. So let's talk about um, tomorrow. So we got a lot going on. There's, there's actually no real but hold recipe. On. Address my comment earlier. Um, Alonzo said that Aston Martin will get the best Alonzo ever. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he and say that? And there was like some crazy talk yesterday after free practice too because Stroll finished fourth that, man, like Alonzo's right. Aston Martin's going to be winning races next year. And then they did nothing today. Exactly. It's like... Yeah, but I, practice is practice. You know that. Exactly. But I'm so confused with Alonzo, really. But why? Alonzo's going to tell everybody he's going to be at his best. Why, what would he say? Oh, no, I'm just coming here to drive for fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but also, my point is everything about, like, this whole Aston Martin facade of tricks. Like, are they really going to... They think that he's going to be that... But why are you calling it tricks? Because he, someone's trick, trick Vettel... Someone's tricked Alonzo. Yeah. He really thinks that they're going to have a chance at winning races. So here's my thing, right? There's two things. He's Alonzo's words. They have the best people. What do you mean they have the best well, people? Well, maybe, it's, you know, he, they have guys that he worked out with McLaren. Aston Martin's pulled a lot of Mercedes people. They pulled Red Bulls, like um, the Red Bull aerodynamicist, like their head aero yeah. person. So, you know, he might think they have the best people. So I want to actually kind of rewind what you said, right? You have to look at it this way. Aston Martin is not going to compete in a five-year plan. We all know that. There's just no way, okay? Mm. They were never going to win a championship in five years. That's what I judge Lance, uh, Lawrence Strolovich on, right? 
doesn't mean that they, they don't have the money or the infrastructure to eventually get there. And I think that's what his point is, is they have a wind tunnel now, right? Because they built a new yeah, facility. Yeah, but Alonzo is not going to be racing after five years. But my, but that's not what he's saying. He's not saying they're going to win, but he's saying they have everything to win. Just like he said with Alpine is they have everything to win. doesn't mean they will. Mm. Those are two different conversations. Saying we will win a championship and saying we have all the ingredients to win a championship or it's different. McLaren could never say they have the ingredients until they get a wind tunnel and the whole infrastructure. But Mercedes, Alpine, you know, whoever's got every single piece of equipment that you need to win can say that. Yeah. And Aston Martin has everything now that, that they have their own facility. It's in Silverstone too, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's where he's more coming from. But he's crazy if he thinks they're going to win. They're not winning anytime soon. They're not soon. winning. And I mean, you know, I think you started looking into it. The reality is he said contract talks were dead at Alpine for months. And, and that's what I was trying to tell you. Like, so it's like, I know you hear him saying all this, but it's like, nah, the reality is you weren't getting what you wanted. Yeah, that, that's part of it as well. He, he was never getting what he was actually wanted, but Alpine was never going to give him a two-year contract. He probably really stressed, I want two years at that price point. And they're like, fuck no, you're not getting that money. We'll give you one year. Yeah, and the crazy man in uh, Lawrence Stroll said, no problem. Like they signed the contract so fast. Like Fernando probably just said, I want all of this. And they just said, sure. Yeah, but Lawrence is all about big splashes. He's a businessman, right? He wants someone sexy to lead it. Like Sebastian Vettel was the one to lead him through the Aston Martin rebrand. Now, two-time world champion Fernando Alonso is going to bring all this experience. But, you know, Seb I, is, I don't Seb hate... Seb is completely washed too. Like, he, I know he's retiring, but he looks terrible out there. I mean, this is here. Here's my beef with the, what you're saying about Alonso. Has Alonso not proved he can develop a car anywhere he goes? Yeah, he can. So and he's at the top of so his why game. Is he overpaid? He's not overpaid. So, but you're saying like he Strolovich just gave him what he want, like it was a bad thing. Like your that's the way your tone sounds. It's like oh, no, I just, would give Alonso you know, that money because you know he's going to bring value to But Alpine didn't value that yeah, because Alpine is stupid. We've yeah, all we've all said that. that. But my whole point is like I actually respect Stroll's move, and I I completely understand it because. He is a former two-time champion, and he brings so much experience. And it's very well known he's very good at developing a car. Who's better, Seb or Fernando? Fernando. Even though Seb won four. Fernando. I mean, the eye test is uh, eye yeah. test speaks, right? I'm with you on you that. You know, also too, like you know, Seb is a really good driver, and he's a world champion for a reason. But a lot of his had to do with also being at Red Bull as well. Like, I don't think Seb would win. Like, he didn't win Ferrari. I forget who I was cheated. listening to, but they said Seb was never like this talent like it took Seb time to whereas Fernando is a I think Seb is a very 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 good driver but he's not on the level of Lewis like I will sit here and say I think Senna's a better driver than anybody ever because yeah. of his raw talent doesn't mean that he's the best driver ever because he didn't win the most so you can never be the best but if I'm saying like actually skill driver talent, instincts there's no one better yeah like Senna was unbelievable from what you hear and what you watch like he was just you know Throw him in today. To see what he did in Monaco in a car that literally had no gears. Was a shell. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, his car, and then he was ahead by what, a full lap in Monaco. And then he just spun out because he was getting too careless with it. Like, yeah. He's crazy. He was literally he's just that talented. Fearless. Right. So my whole point is like, you know, championships mean something, but also the eye test. And we got to combine those things. And that's why Lewis and Schumacher are there. But, you know, Senna doesn't have eight championships or seven championships, but he's right below them because he's that talented. Yo, we haven't even, this is, again, it's being complete silly season. I know we're just been talking a lot about other things outside of spa, but there's also been rumors that Nico Rosberg comes back. No, no way in hell. 
Is this like is this like a rumor mill where they? I've seen these rumors, bro, and I'm just no like, this hell. is insane. There's no way in hell Nico would not come back. Why would he come back? So Lewis could destroy him. Who the <laughs> hell would take Nico Rosberg? He's 37 years old right now. He hasn't raced in six, I know, six but years. But you know there there is no. But you have to think about it. The log- the logical reasoning is why would you take a chance on Nico Rosberg that hasn't raced in seven years? He left after he won. Why wouldn't you just take a young driver? It's going to take Nico at least a year to get back. That would make no Listen, sense. Listen, I'm with you, bro. All right, let's do our predictions for Spawn. Get out of here. Who do you got? Okay, winning? who do I got here? I know um, you don't have a Mercedes 1-2 anymore. That I don't was, have a Mercedes 1-2. That was the one, worst two. pick you ever made. But I will say Lewis Hamilton's winning this race. Lewis Hamilton is winning this race. Can we just shut the pot off now? Like, I'm, Bro, I'm, he's I'm starting going, on the second row. You know that his, this year... And Max year, is a full 1.8 seconds faster than him. But hold on. You know that this rate, his, their race pace has been good. But Max is a whole 1.8 seconds I know, faster but than I, him. Remember what I said yesterday. Max, I don't think Max is getting okay, out of turn let's one. Not, no, okay. Here's my question. I said earlier in the pot, if Max gets out That's of turn not, one, he's going to win the okay, race. Okay, so yours is all... Yours is a circumstantial win. Max wins this race? If he gets out of turn one. Okay. All right. So, But if you think Lewis is beating Max, he's if Max not, races he's not. this with no issues, I'm like, so you're I, insane. I'm not going to do any circumstances. It's going to be a Max one. It's going to be a Lewis two. You're cooked. And it's going to be a George three. So what now. makes you think Lewis has, the mo- has pace to catch Carlos or if Charles doesn't have the pace to catch Lewis as well? And okay. Checo. When no, Checo's in a Red Bull. I know when it comes to racing, I'm not worried about those two Ferraris. What do you mean? Because they're going to just... They're, they're, I'm going on what I've seen but this season. One, Mistakes one are going to be made. One Ferrari car is going to make a mistake, but not two Ferrari cars. So you think Lewis can beat Checo's fast Red Bull, which he's in the same car. He's, he's still, keeping the same energy that Checo's not he's still, he's still. You said it's not circumstantial. We're talking about pure facts. You can do your circumstantial picks. Yeah, the pure facts would be it's going to be Max 1, Checo 2, Carlos 3. I got Max 1, Carlos 2, Charles 3. Sorry, Checo 3, Charles 4, and I have Lewis 5th. George will not finish in the top five this race. But I will say this. This may be a Mexico race. It could be. It's such a long track that if you are in open air, like you're kind of <laughs> more than lap everyone. This may be a snooze fest, just like the we'll qualifying. See. But we're out. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace.